Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. The team right now is not playing with the same personality as our past teams the last four years. We got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. Rotations, roles, all those things. There's going to be some changes. Man, it was just a bad day at the office for the Razorbacks Saturday over in Tulsa as they lost to Oklahoma. That's where we start on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. It was just one of those days where it went from bad to worse. You know, it, it, it actually started okay. You know, and then as the first half wore on, Oklahoma went on a run and Arkansas started the second half with a little mini run and cut a 12-point deficit to six. And then Oklahoma pushed it back out. Then there were some calls Mutz didn't like. And then there was some chirping back and forth. And it was, um, you know, it just got out of hand. You saw what happened. And the Razorbacks lost the game. I don't know after a game like that that you necessarily go back to the drawing board. But I do think you reevaluate. Maybe what you've done and what you're going to do. Must talked about that post game. The team right now is not playing with the same personality as our past teams the last four years. We got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. Rotations, roles, all those things. There's going to be some changes. See, we know who the players are. I mean, he's gone 10 deep in most of the first halves so far this season. And we know who the guys are going to be. It's just a question of, as he said, roles, rotation. Who plays more than other guys and who assumes what roles out on the floor? He's talked about having to perhaps get more out of the point guard spot. What does that mean? Who assumes that role? Is there a change in that role? Or do they simply try to get better doing it the way they're doing it right now? You know, the way they start, the way they bring guys off the bench, all those things. All those things are subject to change. You know, they've got three games between now and the 30th day of this month. You can do the math, 19 days as of today. And then they go another week before they actually open conference play against Auburn. So we've essentially got the better part of four weeks where they are going to play three games. We're only going to see them three times. We're going to see them play those games beginning this Saturday down in North Little Rock. But other than that, it's just going to be practice. It's just going to be them. You know, Mus said something after the game Saturday that I liked, and I know he was frustrated by the entire day. But he said, we're going to spend a couple of days just not even focusing on an opponent, not even thinking necessarily about Lipscomb. We're just going to focus on ourselves, try to get better. I think that's what they've got to do. You know, we've seen things like this happen before, and I know you've talked about it already today. Two years ago, Arkansas played at Oklahoma. Something similar happened. Musk got tossed. The Razorbacks got run out. That team ended up in the Elite Eight. I'm not saying that's going to happen this time. I don't know. What I do know is they're 6-4, and and you can begin to do the math and what it's going to all mean by the time we get to March. And I know that 
we can very much get ahead of ourselves, and we all are guilty of that at times. But I do think what happens between now and the end of the calendar year is really important. You've got to win all these games. And you've got to get better as you do it. It's not just a matter of winning the game. It's a matter of improving as you win the games and as you practice every day. Because here's what's going to happen. They're going to get into conference play. And there's a rhythm to the season. And it happens really quickly. I can tell you, those 10 weeks, um, they go really fast. And it's one of those situations where you know you're going to play two games a week. You're probably going to travel one. If you can get on a run, if you can go through a two- to three-week stretch where you're playing well, you can rip off five, six wins in a row. You can win seven of eight. You can put yourself in a position to be in the top shelf of the league at the end of the year. And on the other hand, if you go through a bad stretch of two or three weeks, you can find yourself on the outside looking in at a lot of things when you get to the end of the year. But with the four losses right now, they don't have the luxury of stumbling out of the gate when conference play begins. You know, if, if, if you get through the first 12 ball games or so in non-conference play and you're 11-1, and one, you start out 2-4 and four in the league, well, it's not the end of the world. It's not great, but it's not the end of the world because you're going to have wins, assuming you get back to 500 or maybe above 500, you're going to have quality wins there, which is going to boost your numbers back up. But in this case, they can't afford that slow start in conference play. The non-conference schedule has been a lot more difficult this year than it's been the past couple of seasons. That's led to some losses. Uh, They've lost to a mid-major team uh, this year. And, you know, that's why you can't afford to have it happen again. So all this is going to come out in the wash by the time we get to March. And I don't want to read too much into everything that happened over the weekend But they know the task ahead of them, and I think they'll figure it out. They're going to have to figure it out because nobody in the league is going to have any mercy on them. How about them Cowboys? As we continue on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Prescott bouncing, looking, escaping, throwing on the run, Lamb catches it, takes it to the end zone for a touchdown. Dallas Cowboys. We are the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 10-3, America's team 33-13 over the hapless Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night in AT&T Stadium, four games to go in the regular season. they got some toughies left. They've still got to go to Buffalo. They've still got to go to Miami, I guess, play those guys. You know, the NFL season is so long now, and it's almost like a basketball season in that some losses, some wins, um, you just move on from those and you get to the next week. And I'm not saying we're to that point now, but I'm just saying there's such a long portion of the season, and I think we're past it, frankly, but there are portions where there is a real ebb and a flow. Now it's the stretch drive. But we still don't know five, six weeks from now or maybe even three or four weeks from now, who's going to be playing their best football. There have been points this year where, to me, it was clear the 49ers were the best team in the NFC. There were other points, like when the Eagles beat the Cowboys up in Philly, when I kind of wondered if maybe the Eagles weren't still the king of the hill. 
And then Sunday night, Dallas certainly looks better than Philadelphia, at least on their home field. Philadelphia's kind of going through a little stumble right now. Doesn't mean they won't get it going again. Just means they're going through that period right now in a long season where things haven't gone as well as maybe they did in the preceding weeks. The Niners have been through that. You know, the Niners went through a little lull there. So there's still a lot to come out in the wash. But the Cowboys had a big win last night, and they're going to have to keep playing well. All right, before we go on, let me talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You hear me visiting with you about them every time we get together on this podcast. I've talked about a lot of the things that I like about them, but I'm not the only one. I've mentioned this before. Bears repeat it. They don't brag about it enough, if you want to know the truth, at least in my mind. They've been voted the top Weikert franchise in America two years running. Now, there are lots of Weikert franchises out there in the United States. To win it one year, pretty impressive. Odds are against you. To do it two years in a row, pretty remarkable. A lot of it's about customer service. A lot of it's about knowing the market, understanding the neighborhoods, knowing what all the news we hear about housing prices really means to you as a buyer or a seller. I partnered with them multiple times as a buyer and a seller. Did it on both sides of the table. Each time we got to contract to close, or we got from contract to close, and we got there with uh, very little difficulty, which I liked, and I think the other side liked it too. I think that'll be your experience. Now they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson now, and you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. You heard it here first. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Who pig suey? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We're disappointed, clearly, because we're competitive people. But in that same sense, we're incredibly proud of our team. A few of you will ever realize how much they've had to pay to get to this this point. We joked about it yesterday, that you know that last four-hour graphic and how much it is disappointing. Uh, but they've paid a heavy price to get to this point, and they have uh, certainly shifted the paradigm of uh, volleyball on our campus, and certainly, I think, within the state of Arkansas. And so I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the work that uh, they've done and thankful to be a small part of it. The one bright spot out of the last three or four days, if you're a Razorback fan, has been the volleyball team. They got to the Elite Eight, best finish in program history. And the road ended Saturday evening in Nebraska. They got to a regional final, Arkansas did, for the first time in program history. They beat Kentucky on Thursday in the regional semis. Kentucky had knocked them off twice during the season. Arkansas beat them. Then they, I mean, they gave Nebraska all they wanted on Saturday. But a really remarkable run. You heard Jason Watson's voice there a moment ago. He's the head coach. He's the architect of the turnaround. And they just reached the end of the road. And they played a team that was just a little bit better than they were. Not a lot, but a little. Enough. And they had them on their home court. So congratulations. 
uh, to the volleyball team. They, uh, they had a great year, and all signs point toward them continuing to have great years. Then there's the women's basketball team. Didn't go so well for them. UAPB beat them 74-70. First time Arkansas has lost to an in-state program in women's basketball. Um, it's a tough loss. There's no doubt about it. Congratulations, first off, to UAPB. They are part of the U of A system. I know we focus on the Razorbacks. They're our first love. But you know it was a great win for them. I mean, to come to Fayetteville, beat the Razorbacks. That had to be just a huge moment. And I'm sure it will be a huge moment. It'll be on the front of their media guide next year. I can guarantee you that. But, um, you know, for Arkansas, I look at it like this. And, and I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to pound the table or anything like that because I, I, I have to be honest with you and say that I don't pound the table all the time when they win. So I'm not going to do it when they lose. When you lose to UAPB, it kind of speaks for itself. Here's my take on this. If the women's basketball team has a good year and they get into the NCAA tournament, this will be forgotten. It's not something you'll bring up. It's not something that, you know, you want to necessarily delve into. But it'll be, you know, you'll move on. Now, if they don't make the NCAA tournament, it's one of those games you look back and people talk about it. And that's just the reality of the situation. And I'm not saying anything they don't know. But um, they'll play Saturday down in North Little Rock, too. It's a women's-men's doubleheader. Women play in the afternoon. Men play at 5 o'clock. I think the women are at 1230, if I'm not mistaken. Men at 5. I'll double-check on that as we move through the week. Hey, uh, how'd you do over the weekend? I know a lot of people were placing wagers at the Bet Saracen app going to be more opportunities this week there won't be Razorback games until the weekend but there's former Razorbacks playing in the NBA you got Monday night football tonight got lots of things going on and if you really want to be the most informed and the best prepared you need to download the Bet Saracen app now I know there are Vegas odds but I know if you're going to play those legally you got to be in Vegas and I know that there are laws in our state that keep a lot of the national betting apps from operating in our state so the Bet Saracen app really is the spot you need to go. And the good news for you is it's Vegas, Arkansas style. Prop bets, uh, opportunities to wager in-game when the Hogs are playing. It's always fun. If you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready to go with the Bet Saracen app. One note before we go. Peyton Hillis, Jason Peters, Ryan Mallett, part of the next class in the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Mallett, of course, being inducted posthumously. Peters headed to the National Football League Hall of Fame, and Peyton Hillis will always be our All-American. So that'll be coming up uh, in the spring, I guess. They'll induct those down in the capital city. All right, that's enough for today. We'll reconvene on Wednesday. Until then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search hit that line wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.